I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, which may not be used by anyone under the age of 18 without the supervision of a parent or legal guardian who agrees to be bound by our terms. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks for joining us. Even if you're under 18, as long as you're supervised. That's right. Be supervised. Uh, those are not that just one's any good. terms I like of use, that one. I way. like using little terms of service warning instead of just a mission statement. I like where he's going with this. Yeah, I like this too. You know, I think it's time. Like we're about to head into a new year. It's good to like, we should shake it up a little. We got to keep the show fresh, Mm -hmm. fresh, fresh, fresh. And you, the listener, probably are thinking, oh, it's a a medical thing or a piece of heavy machinery or or something like that. Uh, What was that actually uh, taken from, Molly? Yeah, so ironically, considering that whole under the age of 18 thing, um, that's from Nintendo. (laughs) Noted kids brand, Nintendo. (laughs) And if you're like, oh, because of the Wii with the stick that no, Nintendo.com. Dot <laughs> com. Yeah. The website. Uh, I wow. mean, I guess is this have to do with multiple uh children related data collection laws around the world that they're just Probably. like 18. We'll yeah. just put it at 18. Because in like, the US it'd be 13. But yeah. in Europe it'd be different. So yeah. Yeah, just make Maybe it. Japan 18. is more hardcore. Anyway, Maybe. love it. Love yeah. the terms of service turn. Mm-hmm. Love the twist to the everything. You've been genius warned. as usual. Uh, so happy to be back with everybody. It's been like many, 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 many minutes. I feel like since yeah. I did it's a thing. <laughs> it's, a new, it's not a new season yet. No, <laughs> but it almost feels <laughs> just like sort of it. feels like it. Oh yeah, yeah. All uh, right, what do we got? My f- my first one. Is it has been a, a slow bubble for me to notice. Um, it is. I'm just going to say what it is off top. Uh, it is the fourth wing book by Rebecca Yaros, and the sequel Iron Flame just came out. So it's as much about Iron Flame as it is about Fourth Wing. Uh, we s- read this for Sword and Laser a few months back, mm-hmm. uh, and we enjoyed it. And we're like, oh, this is a this is a fun romanticy. Also, a sub thing here, romanticy, definitely a thing, right? Mixing your fantasy and your romance equally. Uh Um, This one is more on the fantasy side uh, of romanticy. It's got dragons. It's got death. It's a school where people go to learn uh, to be how to be uh, paired with a dragon and become warriors. And uh, people in the school die all the time because uh-huh. it's dangerous appears apparently uh also a lot of uh the other students will kill other students uh <laughs> out of jealousy and that's Goodness. just part of part of life in this world um and there's a lot of friend you know enemies to lovers kind of situations going on too because it is romanticy i thought oh great book fun conversation uh this is gonna be in that world with like james s.a Corey for sci-fi like really popular fantasy series until i am in the barnes and noble which you know separate 
thing. I'm in a Barnes and Noble, uh, but I'm in a Barnes and Noble with Lamar Wilson and Eileen Rivera, my wife, uh, and they see the fourth wing Iron Flame table and go, oh, there's that book that's all over TikTok. And I'm like, you all know about fourth wing? And they're like, oh, yeah, everybody's talking about fourth wing because Iron Flame came out and, and they hadn't read it, but they had heard everybody talking about it. Then the Sword and Laser folks point out that the New York Times did uh, this like write-up of Rebecca Yaros. They they interviewed her, talked about her life and, and how she was inspired to write the story. It's already been optioned by Amazon, I think, if I'm remembering right, to be developed into a TV show. Like, this thing is the hotness, and not just in the genre. It has broken out. Wow. This is fascinating. I have not heard of this because I will completely confess to you that in absolutely mega mega mecca godzilla thingness the only tiktok content i'm consuming right now is taylor and travis and i will not Mm -hmm. apologize Mm -hmm. for that ever Um, nor should you but i'm so glad that you did this because now i can already feel the streisand effect building yeah like i cannot wait to start here and also i totally want to read this because i just watched wheel of time it's good and i'm like deep into i'm like i need more fantasy content immediately yeah this is this is a good one audiobook is good uh, you okay. go, go whichever way your your heart takes you. But I I did the audiobook and it, it was well performed. Uh, and just since you're interested, I'll set you up a little bit. Tell the main more. character is training to be a scribe, but her mom decides to force her to go to the dragon, the deadly dragon school instead. Whoa! So it's okay. a book lover, medium parenting. Who is, who is thrown into this, you know, dangerous dragon training situation. Who, not for nothing, as I'm scanning the New York Times, like, it seems like a big part of one of the reasons that this is such a hit is she's got a chronic illness. It's this kind yeah. of representation uh-huh. element that's uh-huh. based on Rebecca Yaros's own thing. Oh, my God. Yep. This is so cool. I cannot wait to get it. I love it. Yeah, what a it good thing. all the boxes right now. So, yeah, uh, check out check out Fourth Wing and, and Iron Flame if you like Fourth Wing. Heck, yeah. Um, or... And actually you know what i think these things in a weird and unexpected way go together because as we enter officially the thanksgiving week the season the holiday season sometimes a thing has been a thing for a while in a in a low simmer and then Mm -hmm. that thing gets so overexposed that it becomes a meme and then that's Mm -hmm. when it is properly ripe to be addressed on this show and that is what mm-hmm. has happened with holiday, Hallmark holiday romance movies. Specifically that Hallmarky genre. Yeah. The Hallmark I, ones. To- totally with you. Yeah. Yeah. Quite even literally the ones on the Hallmark channel <laughs> uh-huh. where people yeah. are now posting, they're posting those, uh, you know, postage stamp compilations of the the covers of every one of these movies that show up on netflix or the hallmark channel and it's all identical it's literally a man in a green sweater a woman in a red sweater (laughs) and a a snowy little background behind them and it's like there are 12 of them on the poster (laughs) they have made so many of them they turn them all out they have the exact same plot now i'm seeing the funny feminist instagram posts be like yeah i watched it in reverse and a woman dumps her loser small town girlfriend and goes and becomes a lawyer in new york and lives a fabulous life in pencil skirts (laughs) like they've just they've they've been around and they're hilarious and sometimes unexpectedly fun to watch but now Mm -hmm. they are like 
a thing in the meme way, and I can't. It's hilarious. Every time. I feel like I feel like these are um, sort of kuga, uh, if you will. Yeah. For <laughs> for totally. uh, uh, for for TV watching because we have had a tradition. I don't know if it's going to carry on this year or not. We'll see. But we've had a tradition that started with a Christmas Prince on Netflix when Eileen watched it, where mm-hmm. she watches this kind of movie that was not a Hallmark movie; it was a Netflix movie, but same same genre. And I bake cookies. Oh, yes, that's and exactly what these are for. I often in the past live tweeted my, uh, you know, observations as as if, you know, it was I was being surprised by every predictable turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the, the degree to which this is a thing this year. Uh, every year, obviously, the Hallmark Channel makes these movies. They make dozens of them. This mm-hmm. year, they are having a countdown to Christmas event during which they will be airing 40 new holiday 40 40. wow and peacock is doing a two-day streaming event (laughs) of these i mean they are like the thingiest thing that ever thing like on the theory that you can't have too much of a a good thing they Uh have decided to smother us to death in our sleep with hallmark christmas 40 a heidelberg holiday mystery on mistletoe lane a world record christmas navigating christmas (laughs) A merry Scottish Christmas. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, and you know what they are? And I, I, like, I hate to make everybody uncomfortable with this comparison, but these are sex free porn films. Like, if you were to scan, mm-hmm. I mean, it's time for her to come home for Christmas. And then they just turn them out and they all have the same plot. Like, yep. it's the same formula for speed production of something that is just a pure, dumb serotonin boost. And you don't actually yep. want to watch that much of it. And you don't have to welcome, work your everyone. brain watching it. <laughs> Sorry right? for the kids. You, you, <laughs> you can do other things while you're watching it, right? Because you, yeah. you know when the good parts are. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same, same, mm-hmm. same, same. Yeah. Not anyway. worn down, not, not burdened by plot. I'm not trying to say I'm not going to watch at least one. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely watching. Well, maybe two, like, maybe. like I said, we'll see. Yeah. Shoot, I might do the whole two days. Like, why not? Just hunker down. See, there was the Prince of, the a Christmas Prince, which they did three of. And then there was uh, the Princess Switch, which was a holiday set story uh, with Vanessa Hudgens as twins, one of whom is working class from America and the other is a princess. And they look like each other. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Ambassador Domo for posting the NoGuiltLife.com printable list of all (laughs) the Hallmark Christmas movies. (laughs) amazing oh I mean, that's amazing well done. this is a sensation yeah oh god am i doing this i might be doing this there's one with scott wolf yeah. from party of five <gasps> that's how they get you right they do these stunt castings where you're like oh but if that's got that guy yeah oh biscuits yeah this is embarrassing and yet it's happening yeah there you no, go totally that's a good one and, and timely you know right in time for the holidays oh yeah it's um, next week people I would like to mark down this. The, I'm I'm a little late to this one. It's been it's been cooking all year, uh, but the cos bag, C O S, cos quilted bag, uh, was a quest for Eileen when we were in Seoul because Jenny from Blackpink was famous for carrying it. It's designer, but it's ninety nine dollars, and 
every street corner vendor, every train station uh, sales shop had them for even cheaper. So Mm. she finally went and got one on Timu, by the way. Uh, But uh, it introduced me to the cost bag, which is almost impossible to get the actual cost bag because so it has become such a big thing. Cross but it's just this like, big by comfy, the way, for those who are not familiar yeah, with this, yeah. uh, this, this brand. big comfy crossbody quilted puffy bag. Huh. I have not seen this and now I need it immediately. And I'm trying to figure out how to see the pictures um, because my, my, <laughs> my disconnect, thank God for it is um, blocking them. So COS the, is the, the, COS, the, yeah, the yeah. Instagram post. They're blocking the pictures on the Instagram posts. Um, that's so interesting. So quilted bags. I was in Nordstrom Rack while I was traveling recently because you never travel without having to like go get some dumb thing. Quilted bags in general mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. are the look right now. Yeah, And then the crossbody really just has not gone anywhere and never will. Interesting. I oh, don't God. know if the cost bag kicked off the quilted bag uh you know, situation or if it if it was just riding the wave and became the you know the the emblem of it but right it's it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing i'm looking it up i found the image oh i yep i have seen this it's a specific kind of quilted like it's big it's like mm-hmm. giant marshmallows yes yes good a good description yeah it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of giant marshmallows sewn together oh geez i need it okay i cannot believe by the way that we have had like fantasy romance entertainment section of the show and now we have Mm -hmm. fashion section because Mm -hmm. (laughs) we do not plan this no this is just kismet it's just magical my um final thing for today is the shacket which is more a fashion item. I know. Uh-huh. I'm just going to leave that there. The uh-huh. jacket. I assume so, it's part jacket, but I'm not quite sure what the other part is yet. It's a shirt jacket. The oh, SH is for shirt. The SH is for shirt. It Wait, is, but isn't um, every jacket also a shirt? No, a jacket kind is of? a jacket. It's outerwear. Okay, what well, makes okay. it what makes it a jacket then? Often that it is shaped and styled like a shirt. But a little uh, bit heavier, so it might okay. it's got right, you know it might have right. like the front pocket and it's got uh-huh. some buttons up the front and it it kind of like literally looks like a shirt like a big um uh like the flannel outerwear shirt but and the jackets have been around like 2021 is sort of when they really started appearing but now i would say it's just i know it because actually it's in this category that is referred to as transitional outerwear which means it's not quite hot and it's not quite cold and so you uh-huh. just need a like a kind of lightweight thing to throw on a shacket. But I was perusing my Rent the Runway, which I do, which keeps me stylish and up on trends. And it's pretty rare for something to jump out at me as much as shackets did. When I was looking at Rent the Runway, I was like, okay, okay, I get <laughs> it. I get everywhere. It. Yeah, yeah. And it makes perfect sense because especially the big, like the puffy ones with buttons that look like a flannel overshirt or maybe a fleecy mm-hmm. overshirt are super 90s. Oh, they totally are. You're right. Yeah. like, And they just go with that totally 90s aesthetic, which is like, yep. I'm just wearing a big flannel shirt or like what uh, looks like a bowling jacket. Buffy, the 
the guy always wore these big spike flannel shirts in the yep. early seasons of Buffy. Totally, totally. 90s. Totally 90s. So, yes, there is a, an article at Marie Claire from uh, September 26th. The fort, this has it all. The 14 best shackets for women who love transitional <laughs> dressing. <laughs> transitional dressing. That sounds like something entirely different. Transitional um, outerwear. And uh-huh. it, yes. And I think also it's just sort of an interesting, like, maybe I should write a newsletter about this. It's almost like a tiny little climate story because like spring, like fall is lasting so long now and coming so late that the the period of transitional outerwear yeah. is lasting longer and longer, I think. I did not realize until this moment that I own a shacket. Of course you do. When you were describing it, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I have that one flannel shirt that's a little bit thick mm-hmm. and that I, I tend to be like, do I need this? Because I don't want to wear this and a jacket because it's already a jacket. Yeah. I totally have this. Yep. I just you never had a word for it. No, I yeah. know. I think that's the funny thing. The funny thing is that now the word yeah. is just all over the place. Like, it's just like shackage. And I'm like, really? We just decided to do that? Like, fablet? Like, we're like, we're fine with that for now? And then I bet <laughs> Who doesn't we're love stop. a portmanteau? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> a shacket. I have a, a total, like, oh, this is a great super one. soft, fuzzy flannel one that I'm probably going to wear today, except that it's weirdly too hot today because it's just never going to get cold. Yeah, I'm I'm headed uh, up to my uh, in-laws for my niece's birthday. In-laws, my my Eileen's sisters, mm-hmm. uh, and I I was deciding whether I should take my shacket or not. Decided against it, but I don't know. Now that I know the name of it, maybe I'll change my mind. I mean, I think you might have to because it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, real quickly, I want to check back in on a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about the night train years ago several years ago about the idea and and when we talked about it we talked about it going from between san francisco and la like taking and i think we talked about the night bus as well right where you would get you'd board in the evening you sleep they have they have big sleeper cabins uh and then you show up at the other city in the morning get up have breakfast um apparently the night train more than the Mm -hmm. night bus in europe is is a thing everybody's buzzing about taking the night train because you know it's got that uh orient express kind of feel to it and, and you yep. are carbon uh friendly because you're taking a train instead of a plane mm-hmm. uh, even though it takes a little longer uh cnn travel has a story on it that caught my eye i was like oh we, we talked about that a while ago i guess it's it's continued to develop i love this i'm gonna take some night trains although i did get robbed once on a night train to nice that will turn you off a night train real quick, yep, won't it? Definitely yeah. will. Yeah. Just sleeping away. <sighs> That's wah, not wah, good. Wah. Would, did they not let you lock the cabin or did they break the lock? I wasn't in a cabin because oh, I was a little yeah. like broke post-college. So, gotcha. yes. Take, yeah. <laughs> friends, if you're taking the night train, get a cabin. Take precautions. <laughs> <laughs> Take precautions. Good check-in. Uh, I like it. Yeah. 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 Take a night train, folks. But. Take it safely. Uh, Let's get to the your things. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Tim wrote in with a language thing. Hi, Molly and Tom. Back in the 80s and 90s, the words bad and wicked denoting something good or perhaps a sinful pleasure were doing their thing and upsetting a lot of people. I'm not sure whether I've just got used to this usage of bad and wicked or whether they just aren't the very thing anymore. But I think wicked is still fairly current. Not sure about bad. Yeah, bad to mean good is not happening anymore, I don't think. Wicked 
is happening in some circles. I would argue that both of them have been largely replaced by sick. Yes. Yes. That's that's, that's sick. The, that's the move. <laughs> and sick has been exactly. And that that is, in fact, the move. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be one of those things that, you know, like so many things that you're not sure about. I wasn't totally sure about the move. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, thank God no. I did that because it's like breathing. <laughs> yeah. That's the move. Um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 you're, I mean, maybe bad will come back, but that one really like, uh, that one's good. That one's long gone. Yeah. I feel like Wicked's bad still is, persisting is almost in extinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wicked, Wicked is regional. And by regional, I don't necessarily mean like geographic, but like it is shrunk into its subcultures again. Yeah, now we just have sick and slaps. Slick. Oh, and slaps. You're right. Those, those yeah. are those are the heirs to wicked. And sick bad. and slaps are the new well, bad so. and wicked. <laughs> 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 Joe Hood isn't sure if we covered this already. Dear masters of the Thingiverse, I have a thing that has been going on for some time to the point where I can't recall if it's been mentioned on the show that the thing is canon, as in the sanctioned texts in a religion, but applied to other contexts. This is especially true in nerdy media properties where people argue about the canonical Star Wars and Marvel texts. People are getting up in arms about what is the official Luke Skywalker or Iron Man is becoming more and more common. Canon goes hand in hand with online fan theory discussions where people speculate and argue about the future and past of the products they watch. But the idea of canon has spread into Zoomer alpha slang as well. Kids are now talking about canon events as things that were meant to be and pivotal in forming who they are. This is apparently borrowed from Spider-Verse this summer, where the term was a key plot point. Oh, totally I kind of love this. I totally. don't know if we've talked about canon being a thing, but he's entirely right. I had right. no idea it was mer- it was like migrating out of out of story. Now that he said it, it totally freaking is. Like, I've always heard of and used canon in that kind of nerdiverse, like the geekiverse way. Yeah. But the... But the evolution of it a hundred percent and it's interesting because sometimes i do hear that canon event canon event and also the term core memory Mm -hmm. are sort of both going hand in hand and then i hear it sometimes around uh in the context of gatekeeping you remember we talked about gatekeeping Uh, yeah which is like you can't be into my cool thing i'm gatekeeping this cool thing sometimes people will ask about canon as a gatekeeping (laughs) tactic (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> but not uh-huh. just in the things that you would expect, like Marvel or Star Wars. Right. You know, it'll be like, were you there? Did you know about the canon event? Did you yeah. even know about Taylor's two boyfriends ago or whatever? Right. What? What? Oh, interesting. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. And I think part of what is feeding that new usage is the idea that rumors and speculation are being treated as facts, Right. I, I run into this all the time with people that when it's something it's they want to believe. That. No, well, I think it's less let, of that. But keep going. Let, let me see where I go with this because I'm not okay. even sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, so people are seeing the things they want to believe and they're like, well, that may be not the most reliable source, but they are right a lot of the time. And that feels true to me. And so that could feed the idea of which events are worth paying attention to and which are not. Right. So not that the rumors are canon right. or not, but like, oh, that ended up not being that big of a deal. So it's not canon, even though it actually happened. Right. Yes. Versus, oh, this this was a big rumor and it turned out to be true. And I was there. Canon. Totally. Am I, is, yes. is that is that where now we're going? I totally here? follow. Yep. I think okay, we okay, might okay. be going exactly there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then also the idea of almost like a 
it's interesting that it emerged in the Spider-Verse thing because now I'm watching Loki and this has a very sacred timeline feel to it. Like yeah, if it happened in yeah. the sacred time, you know, if it happened in the main timeline, it's canon. And if it was like a tertiary event in your life or in the the set of stories or the rumors or whatever, yeah. it's not. It's it's hard for me to wrap my head around because the idea of canon in religion is very easy. Like yeah. there are things that we say as the church that are true, and then there are beliefs that people have had that we say are not true. And maybe they used to be, but they're not canon. So you you yeah. believe them or not, you know. It's outside the canon. With with story, it's it's really easy. Like, oh, that story was written and it happened in that story, but it's not canon because it doesn't feed in the other stories that build on it don't have to relate. It's not canon. I, I'm yep. having a harder time figuring out how to put it into actual events because they happened. They all happened. But I, I think I'm starting to get it, which is like, but these are the important ones. The other ones don't matter. And I'm kind of liking this, not to like make it too philosophical, but I like the idea of these younger generations focusing on truths that build context mm-hmm. for developments. You know, like you could mm-hmm. say that something is a canon event, maybe if it creates a path dependency, like as opposed to all of the noise and misinformation and rumors. Right. And I don't know. And and I'm not suggesting that this is what they're doing on purpose, but it feels like a parsing of information yeah. that I'm finding to be a positive trend. And and a more subtle parsing than just true or false, right? Exactly. It's like waiting. Totally. Waiting. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Okay, Joe. deep. We went deep. Thanks, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbara has a potential thing for us to evaluate. Evaluate. Hello, Thingsters. Thing check request. I've seen people on my Instagram feed starting cold therapy. The idea is that you go outside in light clothing while it is cold, but not yet cold. This way, when it is truly cold, you'll be able to tolerate the cold better. Is this a thing? Oh, my God. That's so awesome. It goes so well with shackets. Yes, it does, actually. it's You need that transitional like you wear your outerwear. a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard this, and Tom and I don't live in cold places anymore, yeah. but I could imagine some version of this because i do whenever i have done like you know when you go to a football game and you know it's going to end up being really cold i'm thinking back to college there is this question of like when you put the layers on is it do you need to put them on to maintain the inner heat or Mm -hmm. do you put them on once you're already cold yeah because if if you put them on too early (laughs) then you're not building up any extra warmth but if you put them on too late you've you've lost a lot of your warmth yeah it's all about timing (laughs) Uh, I don't know, I but feel, I love it. If you live in a cold climate, please confirm. I feel like it's canon. <laughs> I feel like it's canon. Cold therapy is canon. <laughs> uh, Devo, uh, oh, this is yours. Tell us about Devo. Devo wrote in with a possible thing report. A few weeks ago, I started seeing a few memes of characters from a show called The Amazing Digital Circus. I had never heard of it. And within a few days, I was seeing memes from it everywhere. Oh. Is it a thing? Maybe. Apparently, the American the Amazing Digital Circus is a psychological dark comedy oh. about cute cartoon characters who maybe like hate everything. That has that all the makings of a thing. Yeah, it that's does. Like, feels like Meet the Feebles, which was a thing in the nineties. But yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like I, in three months we're going to be like, did we do the Amazing, amazing Digital, Digital Circus? Because that's like already. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devo, I think you're ahead of the game on this one, and thank you I for you uh, for. Oh, letting us know about it. Uh, Lisa on a lighting thing. Hi, Tom, Molly, and Rich. Thing check for you. 
customized neon signs. I've noticed them at more and more businesses, weddings, photo shoots, homes, etc. And then my work offered a company discount at three different customized neon sign places and especially custom neon signs in mounted on a fake greenery wall for some reason. Yes. Oh my god. I'm I just, had no oh. idea. Well spotted Lisa. I can confirm I've that seen- one. The custom neon sign mounted on fake greenery so many, so many times. times. Yeah. And now I'm so angry that it did not crystallize <laughs> into recognition of thingness. Yes. Why is that such a look percent. right now? Yeah. My boba oh, place so has that with a like one of their slogans up on the wall. It's so, so it's well done, Lisa. You you get to host so the show now. <laughs> well so good. spotted. And it is like a really specific style of place that has it. Like you serve organic food or smoothies or. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I've even so seen because Eileen's done a lot of like, you know, home office uh, videos where she's watching. I've seen people do them in their home, you know, like I've seen the custom neon signs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. seen it on the greenery, Ugh, not God, on the greenery wall in the home, but the custom neon sign for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if there's something about LED that made it easier to make those. Oh, there's something cheaper. Yeah, there's a, a cheaper so process in there somewhere. You're right. They're probably not actually yep. neon is the thing. Right. Thank God. Uh, and then Mike writes in with some millennial thoughts. Hey, gang, I think I'm a week or two behind here, but I just want to point out how interconnected a few past things are. I remember you talking about food halls and thinking about the ones near me. I couldn't help but notice that the generation that grew up eating Lunchables and hanging out at mall food courts has in turn decided to hang out at food halls anchored by craft breweries and bars. Eat artisanal charcuterie boards and shop handmade trinkets from local vendors. They say you will grow up, but it doesn't mean you grow old. Mm-hmm. Old habits die hard or some other cliche. <laughs> uh, yes, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. That conference that I went to in Belgium, uh, the the company putting on the conference uh, treated everybody to dinner at Wolf Food Hall. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was called Food Hall, but it was it was definitely a food hall. Uh, and yeah. hilariously, like, had a SoCal Mexican place, you know, and along with a Bao place and a Korean place and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, food hall. Here we go. Got, they've got them everywhere. Go. So, yeah. You're so right, though. It really, like, of course we're doing this because we just feel more comfortable. <laughs> it's yeah. oh, how we yeah. grew up. Grew up eating Lunchables and hanging out in the mall food courts. Why not? Oh, so good. Thank you so much for your emails. As always, thank you so much to you, those of you who support the show at patreon.com slash it's a thing, especially our favorite patrons, the one who support us at the shout out level so that you get custom shout outs week after week, handcrafted by producer Rich Straffolino. Let me ask you, Molly, are you a fan of Carter's riding fluid? <laughs> Carter's writing fluid is the only writing fluid to even have you. Are you even writing if you're not writing with Carter's writing fluid? If you're not writing with Carter's, you're not writing. Oh, incredible. Today's shout outs are in fact based on a July 1919 ad for Carter's writing fluid, which I think <laughs> might be ink, but I don't want to. It sounds like ink. Undersell to me, it. But who knows? Let's find out. Who am I to say? <laughs> <laughs> in we go. The intensity of the Benjamin Forest Blue is an indication of Audrey Stoll Adler's spot quality. No Lee Price, however good, can be successfully incorporated with a poorly developed or muddy Gabrielle Cohen. The pleasing Morris Jones color may be traced directly back through the Brian Gianforcaro Gianfor- Laboratories. 
to the rigid selection of raw Kevin Sill and proper Laura Abel handling. To the nine exacting laboratory Baylor trucks to which each James C. Smith is subjected. To constant Joe Hood guided by 60 years of experience as manufacturing Louis St. Amour. In short, to the highest standard of Eric Duncan, reinforced by our Jake Woods ideal. Nothing so A.J. Venturella that it can't be Mike Akins. <laughs> oh, my, where does he find it? Carter's writing fluid. I didn't want to look it up until after we had done it. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, all I can find is the ads. I can find. Oh, incredible. Yeah, it's ink. It's ink. <laughs> it's ink. Yeah. Of course it is. But you know what I think it is? This I think it's the, probably the made out of, of the day. Yeah, it's probably not made of what ink was normally made of. And so they were calling it writing fluid. This is just, just a or guess. Not. Yeah. My guess, my who, guess who is that ink had a definition and they were like, well, it's not actually ink. Right. Like, well, that's not that. It's actually Whereas today we don't writing. care. We're like, no, does it, does it work in a pen? Then it's ink. Yeah. <clears throat> that is hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To those of you who support us at the shout out level and any level at patreon.com slash it's a thing, you get bennies, not just custom shout outs. Mm-hmm. You can become a member and get access to our discord where you can chat along live with fellow fans while we record. Plus, and I think this is clutch, an ad free RSS feed. You can also support the show by buying some stuff through our affiliate links. If you're out there shopping for holiday gifts, uh, look at it's a thing dot me slash shop. And of course, keep those things coming. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Ooh, I'm loading it up with shackets. See you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Hey.